I'm Paul Taylor. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Wednesdays. Today, we are going to look at a randomized control trial that compared a heart-healthy diet versus a higher-protein intermittent fasting diet for weight loss. And it, it was looking at the what was called the primary outcomes, were changes in body weight and body composition. But it also looked at um, changes in blood lipos, lipids, sorry, fasting, glucose, insulin, blood pressure, IGF-1, glucagon and ghrelin, which is a hunger and satiety hormone. And there were 39 participants in the study, aged 30 to 65, 26 women, 13 men. They were all overweight or obese, and they were either sedentary or engaged in light physical activity. And they were randomized into one of two calorie-restricted diets for eight weeks. And, and this is the sort of nutritional study that I like because it's a randomized control trial, not these observational studies that have lots of issues. So the heart-healthy diet had a total energy intake of 1,200 calories per day for women and 1,500 for men. And the distribution of macronutrients was 50 to 60% calories from carbohydrate, less than 35% fat, and the remaining protein. Um, and less than 200 milligrams a day of cholesterol, 20 to 30 grams of fiber per day, and less than 50 grams of sugar per day. So reasonably consistent with um, various dietary guidelines around the world. And um, the intermittent fasting uh, high-protein diet had five to six what they called protein pacing days per week that had 1,350 to 1,500 calories a day for women, 1,700 to 1,850 per day for men. You'll notice that was higher than the other one. But this was compensated for because they had um, one to two intermittent fasting days per week that provided four to 500 calories a day. So overall, they were the same calories um, for the two different diets. Um, and then let's have a look at the results. So actually, before I do that, they uh, also measured their physical activity um, using the accelerometer, um, two days of baseline, um, and then week four and week eight. And then the dietary intake was monitored through weekly meetings with a registered dietitian, and they did um, food diaries completed at baseline week four and week eight. So it's a pretty well-controlled diet other than the ideal ones, which is where you get people in a metabolic ward and they live there for 12 weeks. Um, this is kind of the next best thing. So what were the results? Both groups, um, surprising, unsurprisingly, um, improved all body composition measures relative to baseline, but the improvements were superior in the intermittent fasting high-protein diet for body weight, total body fat, visceral fat, fat-free mass to body weight ratio. So let me go through some of those details. The guys in the heart-healthy diet lost an average of 8 kilos, whereas in the intermittent fasting high-protein diet, they lost 8.2 kilos, which is significantly more. In terms of body fat, the, the ones on the protein diet had an 8.5% reduction in body fat um, versus a 4.3% reduction in body fat. So almost double the reduction in body fat. And then really importantly for health, um, visceral fat, they had a 
double reduction in visceral fat in the high protein diet, say they lost a third of their visceral fat, which will make huge um, improvements in terms of, of metabolic health versus the other guys lost um, 16.8%. And then the changes in fat-free mass to body weight, there was a relative increase of 5.7% in the high protein diet versus 3% in the heart healthy diet. So the guys in the protein diet actually had better or more muscle um, um, compared to the other guys. And then they measured blood pressure and blood lipids. They decreased in both groups um, compared to baseline. There was no significant differences between the groups other than a reduction in high-density lipoprotein um, cholesterol levels, HDL, um, in the intermittent fasting high-protein compared to the other diet. And the desire to eat decreased in the high-protein diet compared to the control. Um, they had a minus 40% in terms of the desire to eat used by these questionnaires versus a 2.4% reduction in the other group. So that is pretty huge in terms of sustainability of things. So if we um, look at the big picture, um, the the difference in protein intake seems to explain a lot of the differences between the two groups because the guys on the high intermittent fasting, high protein diet were consuming about 1.4 grams per kilo of body weight per day, whereas the other guys were doing 0.8 grams per kilo. That is the one that is recommended in most of the uh, dietary guidelines. And lots of people, myself included, think that, that is way too low. I actually am a big fan of 1.6 to 2 grams per kilogram of protein. This one, the higher protein, had 1.4 versus 0.8. Now, why would that have an impact? Um, now, the, the main reasons, um, so if you look at it, they had very similar energy intakes. Average out at about 1,400 calories a day when you include the men and women. And their physical, uh, physical activity energy expenditure was very, very similar as well. Um, but there was a greater energy deficit overall, um, which was seen by the, the weight loss in the high-protein diet. Now, why is that? One of the reasons is that what's called the thermic effect of high-protein diets on energy metabolism. So um, basically, protein uses more calories in order to digest it compared to fat, or carbohydrate. Uh, actually, let me be a little bit more precise. And um, uh, to digest and then assimilate and um, the amino acids into muscle protein synthesis. So there's another way that high protein diets um, can increase the energy expenditure, and that is by preserving muscle mass um, during weight loss. And it's been shown time and time again, when you're on a diet that reduces uh, a low-calorie diet, um, if you have higher protein, you lose less muscle than if you're on um, one with lower protein. Um, and muscle expends more energy at rest than fat, hence there's a higher metabolic rate. And as well as that, protein um, can actually reduce hunger and increased satiety, which was also supported um, by results in the study in that there was a, a significantly less desire to eat um, in the intermittent fasting high protein um, because protein is the most satiating macronutrient. So calorie for calorie, it actually makes you feel fuller compared to fat and carbohydrate.
Now, we do see similar results in other studies comparing um, weight loss diets where, which are higher in protein and um, that haven't actually used the energy restriction or the fasting. And um, so that is something that you can just play with yourself. Um, so some people may be better just reducing those calories and keeping them reasonably similar. Some people may um, want to one or two days a week drop the calories right down and then compensate by a little bit of extra calories um, on those other days where they are not um, massively energy restricted. So I'm always a big fan of do your own experiments, see what works for you. Some people like the fasting, some people don't like the fasting, um, but the results seem to be comparable to other studies. So the fasting didn't particularly seem to add any benefits, but this all comes down to personal preference. So hopefully this is useful. I think the big take home is if you want to lose weight, um, go on that higher protein diet. Um, I think there are lots of other beneficial reasons, particularly as we get older, to have a higher protein diet um, and mostly uh, involved in preserving our muscle mass and increased satiety as well. Uh, so just Give it a crack, run an experiment, be your own scientist. That's it for this week. Catch you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode and you think somebody else might benefit from it, uh, just share the episode with them. The other thing you can do to support the podcast is leave us a review because they really help. Catch you next time.